What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? And uh, unfortunately, we have broken our streak finally. Uh, the legendary Johnny Gomes was not available to us this evening. Uh, he did pass along a message, uh, which I'd like to play for you right now. I'm so sorry, guys. You know what? Throw it in. I quote, the, I quote the great George Russell who once said, blimey. And that's all I have to say about that. That's that's really all that needs to be said about that situation. So, Austrian Grand Prix, and how was it for you? It was better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Um I, there were a couple of things that I really, really enjoyed. Still not a fan of the sprint race. I do not like it. I want it to go away. Um, but as far as the race on Sunday, I mean, like I said, I, I go into that race with low expectations, and I was pleasantly surprised with how it ended up. I really thought that Max was just going to kind of blow everybody out of the water, um, and I was pleasantly surprised that, that was not the case. We can get more into, like, we can have a whole sprint race conversation if you want to later. Um, I feel like we have, like, the exact same talking points about them that we've always had, though, so I don't really feel like it's a priority because I feel the same way. It's like, no. It's... Yet again, Checo, Checo didn't make it out of Q2. Well, he did, but then they took him out. So Checo qualified 12th, and all the sprint race did was even up the grid for Sunday. Like, I'm sick of, I'm sick of that happening. No, it's just I, I don't – I get that the two sides are either it's more racing and more Formula 1 is good, and the second one is just what are we doing? Like what I, – I, I really just don't understand it. I beat this horse to death so much. Um, they need to get rid of it. I really hope they get rid of it next season. It's just it's – just, I don't – there's becoming to a point where it seems when people have issues in the sprint race that they're just – everyone's driving super cautiously and nothing's really happening, and it's just an additional like – 20 or so that also like just practice laps honestly outside of the yeah. first or it's fun like where we get like sergio perez making his way through the field but like again i'd rather just see that grid mixed up for sunday yes and the same thing happened at imola in the first sprint race of the year where the grid was all mixed up we had a rainy chaotic qualifying and the sprint basically just kind of reset everything to where it should be and it's like i don't want that to get lost in the shuffle like that sucks yeah. like i, I, I don't want that happening I think the thing for that, and I really don't like about the spin race that really brings a lot of my attention is that, like, if you are a Red Bull, a Ferrari, or I mean, even Mercedes a little bit this year, more so last year, um, and you don't have the best qualifying, and an Alpine or a Haas or a McLaren or a Tari has a little bit ahead of you, I want to see that for the race on Sunday. I don't want I don't want the better teams to basically get two chances to start the race in a better spot. And that's my main issue with the sprint race is that it's really it just benefits the teams who we already know are going to be at the top and it just hurts everybody else who it might not have the fastest car. And I get it, you're racing, like obviously the best car wins or not the best car wins, but you know, the goal is to win the race, but I don't know, as I want to see the midfield have a little bit more of a fairer shot, um, and I think this. I think the sprint race doesn't help that. Yeah, I think that that's been the biggest casualty of the sprint race so far. And I mean, last year at Silverstone, Sergio Perez, I believe, like crashed out in the sprint race, and you know had to had to start far back. But I, that's just not enough for me. It's like I don't. No. I feel like the 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 only ways that it's dramatic in my eyes are. Yeah, when a midfield team kind of gets screwed over by a, you know, a top team having a bad qualifying and then making their way through the field or the alternative being a top team having a problem in the sprint race and then creating chaos 
for Sunday, but it's like that's not what I want. That's not how I want this no, chaos I to want be manufactured that, in this sport. If they're going to have problems, I want that during the race. Exactly. So it, it's yeah. just – yeah, a sprint race that the best case scenario for me is somebody has a problem and then they have to make through, make their way through the field on Sunday when it's like we have seen this multiple times this year already where a top driver, top team get kind of gets to make up five, six, seven spots during the yeah. sprint race and reset the grid. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I don't see any benefit about it. That's kind of, that's like, honestly, even more than I plan on talking about this. I think we're pretty set in stone. I'm yeah. kind of anti-sprint, at least in its current format. If they change it up, change up the way it's done, you know, maybe do some crazy reverse grid action or something. I'll talk about it when it happens. But yeah. as of now, kind of Audi 5000 on it. Getting into the race, uh, Ferrari. Ferrari is back. Uh, half of Ferrari is back. Ferrari is half back. I don't know how I want to word this, but uh, that's what two races on the boot for for uh, two race wins and you know on the boot for Ferrari um, with this and uh, Silverstone last week. How are we feeling about Ferrari? There's a lot to talk about. First thoughts. There, there is a lot to talk about because um, both Leclerc and Sainz I thought were really really good. Um, really quick. They're really quick, and to beat Red Bull at their home track is pretty, pretty incredible. Um, the flame issue. We want to get into the Claire first. Or you want to get into science first. What do we, what do we want to talk about? First? I was leaving it open to you. I was just saying whatever, whatever stood out more to you because I've got talking points for both. Okay, because the the signs issue, and I feel so much more relaxed now that signs has actually won a race. Um, because that was such and, – and, again, I don't know why it is for Ferrari, but it's just so much more than any other team on the grid. It's just it, – I went – it was so – and now especially the signs, he's not – he's um, – you know, he obviously wasn't injured or hurt or anything. But that was so funny whenever he was having success and then all of a sudden his car <laughs> just starts going slow. And then, the worst then it becomes on fire. As it's rolling down a hill. Finally, he got it to stop but. It's literally yeah. rolling down. And there was a time where I was like, okay, there's a little fire. And then it was like, okay, this fire is expanding pretty quickly. Does he know it's, does he know this? Like this is getting, this is going to get out of hand pretty quick. And then, thankfully it didn't, but no, it's just, it's so funny again when Ferrari has problems and I, and I think it's great and it's just, it's just good for the sport. And, you know, again, I'm happy signs won a race, but I still was great to see Ferrari have, it's like the pinnacle of Ferrari is like you win a race and then your car catches on fire and that's at the same race. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just, last week they they win despite their best efforts, you know, despite their yes. strategy. And then this week they stuck to their guns on strategy. It worked perfectly. We're great. And they lost because their engine blew up. Yeah. So Carlos Sainz gets his first race win by defying team orders and you know all this other nonsense last week. He gets his first race win in Formula 1 and then this week he's in line for P2 and his car blows up on him as he's about to make the overtake. Like what a cruel sport this can be. I just wanted to point out like how bad the timing was for that. Like they had switched to his like front wing camera. Like they were making the rundown into turn four. And it was like, he'd had DRS going into, into turn two mm-hmm. or turn three. And he had it again. And this was where he's making his move. So they're on the, like the front wing camera for Carlos signs. And he's about to get into P2 and it's happening. And then all of a sudden it, you know, from that perspective, it's hard to see what's happening. It's like, Seems like science is, uh, or it seems like Verstappen's getting really far away from him, man. Like he's, uh, oh man, I can't even see him anymore. And then they cut to the wide shot, and the engine's smoking, and Carlos is pulling. Him. No, 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 my engine. No, no. 
it was just absolutely absolutely brutal uh brutal timing for carlos signs uh ferrari though i i guess this is a good week because what max won the sprint race and took an extra point so they really don't gain any ground with perez and signs I think you're happy to beat Ferrari. I mean, you're happy to get the Clarkus a win over Verstappen, where it's not a race where Verstappen was knocked out or anything. Um, but yeah, no, you'd like to gain some ground there if you're Ferrari. A little Same more with last week. It there, wasn't as big as it should have been. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think that, what, 56 points right now, Red Bull's ahead of Ferrari. Yeah, 50, 56, yep. That's going to be really hard to overcome unless Red Bull's got some major issues here down the stretch. Which, you know, we've seen from both teams um, already. Yeah, it's totally possible. It's really like one race where both Red Bulls DNF and Ferrari takes a one-two and, you know, and boom. You know, Bob's your uncle. We're right back in there. But in, I don't know, it, it, it feels bigger than it is, despite the fact that Ferrari have had a chance to win like almost every race. Leclerc's got twice as many poles as Max or almost twice as many at this point. Um, but on that note of Ferrari, I think Sainz's DNF, this is a point I want to bring up, with Sainz's DNF, I think they need to really start moving forward as Leclerc is their number one. Leclerc is their their horse for this championship, and they need to, you know, they don't need to be a jerk to Sainz about it, but they need to have an understanding with him where, hey, three, four laps, if, you know, Leclerc seems to have the pace, you need to let him through. Because now Carlos Sainz is 75 points behind Max, and that just that's with that DNF, and that just seems like a little too much going into this week. It was still kind of like, oh man, Leclerc had such bad luck. Maybe maybe the switches to signs at some point. I think right now, it foot in the sand or you know whatever the phrase is, yeah. Ferrari needs to to pick a guy, and it's got to be Charles Leclerc at this point, right? Yeah, that's true. I think I think that's kind of what they've been doing the whole season, and even if I, I think that's I think that's still been their plan all along. Honestly, like I know, I know we had signs with the victory, but I, I think their plan has always been, and it should be always been, um, to do what's best for Leclerc because he's the better driver and he's got championship. And somehow potential. that's worked out worse for Leclerc. But yeah, somehow it's worked out worse for him. I don't know. It's it's Ferrari, like I said, so they have to complicate everything. Um, but no, that's what that's what they need to be doing. They need to be pushing for Leclerc. I think signs will understand now at this point. I think, he, like I said, once he got, a, I think once he got a victory, a lot of things changed for him, and. Yeah, I, I just don't. Also, I think if you were if you were in Leclerc's position, you noticed that they were really pushing for signs. I think that might kind of rub me the wrong way a little bit, as far as this far into the season. Yeah, it's it, it's it stinks because it's like Leclerc is the guy. We all know he's the guy. I'm sure internally he knows he's the guy, but you know, realistically, like he's just the guy that came from Sauber and hasn't won anything yet. So like it's hard and he's also in seems like a very nice guy. So it's like he's yeah. not acting like that, like world champion getting pissed off at, you know, for them, you know, not prioritizing him. Except he's not he's not being the Michael Schumacher that Ferrari no. kind of needs. They need him to go Schumacher mode and just bully them into doing the right thing for him. And it's instead he's kind of left the door ajar and Ferrari ends up doing the wrong thing um, seemingly every time. Um you ready to move on to uh, move, move our way down the grid a little bit? Let's do it. Moving uh, just just slightly, obviously. I mean, good drive from uh, good drive from Max. Uh, Red Bull just didn't quite have the pace, which is very surprising. But moving on to uh, third place in the constructors, Mercedes. Very 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 interesting week, and I guess this is going to kind of tie back into Red Bull. First thing I want to bring up that collision between George Russell and Sergio Perez, turn four, lap one. Russell gets penalized for it. 
did you did you think it was harsh? I've seen a lot of opinions on this, but I feel very strongly one way about it. So it's something I had to write down in my notes. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like a penalty. I liked it. As a, I liked it as a racing incident. I didn't. It's like well, Perez like ended up in the gravel and then ended up having to retire. It's like did that factor in? Because it shouldn't, right? No, and I, and I think it, I think it did. And I think the I think the problem is is if that had been Russell and a Hass. Kevin, I was I was literally yeah. going to say Kevin Magnuson, which was realistic. He was up there. It was yeah. realistic. Do you think that happens? I don't know. I I, I, I don't I know. Honestly, the precedent that they set know. this week well, was was they the, gave penalty they gave penalties like a penalty to gasoline for the same thing, but they try to penalize everybody. I mean that the Mahana track limit stuff they set out there was just insane. So I don't know. I I don't really have that stronger feeling either way. I feel like it should, I'm leaning towards racing incident. I don't necessarily have a problem with them giving Russell a penalty for it, but I would I would say racing incident. I don't know. It sounds like you sound like you're very positive or very uh, the other way. No, I'm very they do that it, it was okay. a racing incident and it was lap one. Yeah. And and more so than like just oh it was lap one, let everything go. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. Again, no, Gasly no. got penalized for what looked like to the naked eye the same move with Sebastian Vettel coming around the outside. Um the same time. And my point is I don't know if you've ever driven this track, even just like in the F one game, like that is, it's a downhill braking zone into a right, like sweeping right hand turn. It's so easy to lock up. No matter what you do, you end up on the outside of that corner. Like the racing line is like you can take it on the inside, but you're going to end up on the outside of the track no matter what because it's downhill. Something's going to lock up. We saw it time and time again this weekend. George Russell, there's nothing he could do. Perez flew up around the outside of him, and that's fine. He got his nose ahead. He was technically ahead at the apex of the corner, which is the way the word is or the way the rule is worded now. That's great. But Perez knows that that's not an easy place to pass on the outside yeah. at turn four. And it's an easy place to pass. It's not a smart place to pass. You know that you're putting yourself at risk for that situation. There's nothing George could have done. He couldn't. Perez could have given him more room. Perez had a little bit more room to the outside to let George just kind of sit back and let him go past him. I just, I don't know. It, it really rubbed me the wrong way of like, George didn't do anything wrong. Like Perez didn't technically do anything wrong, but it seems like the, what, six of one, half dozen of another, like, you know, that's the, I don't know really who to blame. Like, it's no. just, don't go, you, like, it seemed like Perez after the sprint race was like, oh, I can just pass everybody and got a little too aggressive. But it's like, dude, you don't need to go. It's lap one. You don't need to get around him right then. It just it seemed unnecessary. You don't you don't try to go deep into turn four and go around somebody and sneak up on him like that. It just seemed like a dumb corner. That was that was my rant. What uh did you what other what other points on Mercedes did we did we want to get to? Um did we want to talk about the 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 qualifying qualifying crash, the race? There's kind of a lot. I think just overall it was a a two really good redemption Sundays from uh from Hamilton and Russell, especially after Russell took the penalty on on sunday to still make his way back into what fourth no you gotta be stoked yeah. for three and four for mercedes right now but yeah that was a great weekend for them um he only gets a podium for the first time in like a while russell okay uh, i gotta stop you right there this is actually hamilton's third podium in a row it's it doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel like it, it. it doesn't feel like it but he it yeah he's podium last like week in silverstone he snuck into third and he podiumed in canada uh also snuck in it there. just doesn't it doesn't feel like it. I mean, I know he's, I guess, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's stuck in his Silverstone, but it's just, I don't know. 
maybe just start, maybe just I'm not used to seeing. Maybe when I don't see Hamilton at first, I'm like, well, that's you know, whatever Hamilton. Yeah. Well, Canada just, was his first podium since Bahrain, so it's like there it was just, a massive break there. Just quietly put together three podiums. Yeah, you know, Lewis Hamilton is if there's one thing, he's he's he always flies under the radar. That Lewis Hamilton. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I think you're happy with Mercedes again. Hamilton's podium. Russell goes back in the top five. Top, you know, four, finished fourth place. Um, you're again, you're pretty much locked in. I don't think they can really catch. For I don't see them catching Ferrari. Uh, they are sixty-eight points back, or sixty-six points back right now. Of Ferrari again, doable. It's it's almost exactly the same. It's fifty-six between Red Bull and Ferrari, and sixty-six between Ferrari and Mercedes. Um, it's just that it seems pretty clear that Red Bull and Ferrari have been, uh, you know, the two fastest cars. Yeah, and that's another point on Mercedes that I had is they've had like no reliability issues all year. They've just been chugging along. Picking up the scraps every time somebody in front lays an egg. Yeah. Um, it's so quietly a great season. What's going to happen is if Ferrari and um, Red Bull are going to, and it's not going to be Red Bull, mostly Ferrari, are going to determine where Mercedes finishes. Because if, they, like you said, Kurtz, if they have, if they had issues or, you know, continue to have problems, Mercedes absolutely will catch them. I don't think it's going to happen, but wouldn't blow my mind. But that will be. I would be way more surprised, stunned, shocked. Basically, okay, I'm, it's impossible. McLaren slash Alpine, zero chance. No, absolutely not. They're what, 140-something points, about 156? So they are, I believe right? Mercedes, Mercedes is firmly entrenched in that third, in that third place. Yeah, but I, in week to week, they seem to be improving. Again, no reliability issues so far, which will play a factor moving forward as the other teams like start having to take penalties more regularly um, for using up too many components. Mercedes is, yeah, in a position to be starting ahead of them. So if the car's improving, it's they're in a pretty good spot to really like kind of be a menace in this in this title fight, which I remember saying after like four or five races that like, they're going to play a role in this championship. They're not going to be in the fight, but they are going to, they're going to play a factor. They're going to screw somebody over. And also um, with Ferrari, Carlos signs um, after his engine blew up. And so did along with the entire car, he is rumored. This is not confirmed yet. Rumors that he is taking a new power unit, MGUK turbo, etc., and might have to start from the back of the grid this week. So, I mean, that stuff's already starting and we are halfway through the season. We are through 11 races and we're already seeing those, like th- those issues compound when you get to the end of the year, you know, every extra component you use. They do. And, and we're already kind of seeing it with Ferrari. Um, but Mercedes, none of that so far. Moving on to the weekly conversation that we have about how are they in fourth place? McLaren. Um, they, technically still, they technically still are in fourth place. Technically in fourth place. So, yes, they are tied now with Alpine, but um, Lando Norris pulled a podium. Um, I can't remember which race it was, but he pulled a podium earlier in the year. He finished third in, like, the third race of the season, and that gives them the tiebreaker. So, technically, McLaren hanging on by a thread in fourth place. Not much noteworthy I want to talk about there. It was, you know, decent drives from both guys. Didn't really have the pace. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a good week for him. I was kind of upset with Norris's penalty. I didn't really understand the track limits or something. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. And then the broadcast kept bringing up, "Well, is he served? Did he serve his five second penalty?" It's like, no, he sat there for five seconds at an eight second pit stop. Yeah. Like, he he pitted. They they took care of it. I don't yeah, know. You're, you're right. They honestly they they weren't even sure on the broadcast at that point. I remember that. Yeah. Um, 
again, McLaren's season's been so good. I mean, you're having, I think you put it out today, but Ricardo's having to tweet out and put something on Instagram out about how, you know, he's committed to Formula One in the long term. It's like, good God. That's just like, the fact that you have to get there with him is, is frustrating. Um, so like a solid week for McLaren, but again, Alpine, double points, Ocon finished ahead of them. And it's what, probably next week. Alpine passes them in points, and we keep saying that. Though we I mean, keep it's... we keep saying that. So, but I, I think next week Alpine probably gets them in points, and then I'm not sure McLaren gets them again. But we'll see. You never know. No, we'll we'll see. But that that basically, I wanted to use McLaren as a segue to get into Alpine. Yeah, um, and and ironic that this is the week that Johnny's not here. His boys, um, Alpine have been crushing it, like they absolutely haven't. crushing it. Esteban Ocon. I take back almost all of the negative things I've ever said about him. I gave him a jab about his lucky race win last week. Like Alonzo, I mean, the the guy, his car wouldn't even start for the sprint race. And he still came back and what? Yeah, scored a point, made his way up to 10th after yeah. starting 19th. Like Alpine is looking strong. It, it was a, a few weeks ago. It was, oh, they're looking fast, but not great overall. And then it's, oh, they're always in the mix in practice. Oh, they're qualifying pretty well, and now it's like the the Alpines are kind of here. They look like they, they look like to, what we expected McLaren to be. They seem to have a uh, they, what they had going for them. I feel like in the beginning of the season was they had a ton of straight line speed, maybe around the corners. They seem to be a little bit lacking. Um, that's not really the case anymore. I mean, I think their their cars are their cars are pretty legit. Pretty and I think they have a better they have a better car than McLaren for sure right now, um, which probably says more about McLaren than it does Alpine. But no, they're. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna hop into fourth place. And Ocon, I mean, Ocon's been driving. I know he had he was retired last week. He had some issues that weren't his fault. But no, I mean, I, I think we're gonna get at some point at the end of this season. Um, I would not be surprised to see an Abastian or Abastian Ocon podium. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, yeah that, it feels like the exact scenario where yeah, a couple things go wrong up front, weather, whatever, DNFs, yeah. engine problems, reliability, and Ocon can sneak into podium. He, you know, this is in over exaggeration but yeah like norris did a lot last year of just kind of being the guy in the best midfield car and being talented enough and performing well enough i will yes. say though that their reliability does obviously you know with alonso's alonso has lost three maybe four points finishes this year because of like the car's reliability and and team problems so you know it's not everything's not going super swimmingly over at alpine but the drivers are crushing it and if they're able to maintain this and get their kind of get their reliability um, handled, then yeah, I think they're, they're they're firmly looking like the the fourth best team right now. Absolutely. Let's have a quick discussion on those pesky track limits that we've referenced a lot. Um, just kind of wondering what the what the feeling is because it F one fans always said like this is ridiculous. We need to have a set you know, standard of rules where if you go over the line, you're off the track, yada, yada, yada. Cause before they would leave it up to the race direct. And he would, he would say, we're going to be watching for them at turns 13 and 15, but not anywhere else. And now they're just like, if you go over the white line, it's a penalty is I'm, I'm of the belief that this is kind of just an Austria track problem. Like the 
specifically turns nine and 10, like you just kind of have to run wide to get the best exit. And that's what guys are doing because they're not used to it yet. They're not used to the way the rules are being enforced. So I was wondering if you had any strong thoughts about like, is this absurd? Should they relax the rules? Should they put some gravel in? I know you've been a proponent of moats before, yeah, you know, should we maybe put some yeah. moats around the track in Austria? Is that the only way to get these guys to stay in the lines? It's, it's really frustrating because I, I want to say, you know, first of all, I'm always pro moat. Like if you want to throw some moats out there, get some gators going in, very pro moat. How crazy would it be if we just had a car go around a turn, dropping some water, then boom, gone. Yeah. Over the race. Literally gone. Never heard from him again. You don't come out. Um, but no, it was ridiculous because I'm, I'm a fan of track limits. If they're, if you can tell somebody's like purposely trying to cheese it. Like if you're, if he's trying to cheese the race by doing something sneaky, track limits, boom. But the Vettel, Norris, Hamilton, um, Joe had some issues. There was 43 separate track limit breaches. And that's just, I don't know. I, I, I thought they were stewards of being crazy. I didn't think it was, I mean, they were, they were showing you the on board is like, yeah, okay. I think it was Hamilton. They showed, um, where his technically all four of his tires were off, but man, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's so subjective because it depends on the course. And for that course, like, I don't think anybody really gained an advantage of going off the track limits. I, I really don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's negligible. It's, it's largely negligible. And, and I, like I said, I think it's just the fact of like, well, ev- no one else is like, like if, if there was a moat there, everyone would have to take that turn completely differently, but they're all used to taking it in a certain way. And if the guy next to you isn't doing it, you're not willing to concede any time. So everyone yeah. just keeps going and going. I mean, we saw it in um, in uh, Q2 with Carlos Sainz, where he his lap time, he made it to Q3. And then after the fact, they told him that his track time was deleted, or his lap time was deleted. And they took him out of Q3, which screwed over Pierre Gasly, who would have been in Q3, but got knocked out in 11th place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I have ranted about the FIA a lot, but I always thought that like there were some computers behind this, you know, that there was a system, and that just cemented for me the fact that nah, it's just dudes. It's just dudes watching the watching the broadcast. Like I mean, they've got all the camera angles, and it's just dudes. Yeah. There's no sensor that goes off that alerts them. Otherwise, Carlos Sainz wouldn't have made it into Q3. It's just dudes. And I, 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 like, I've not been able to like reconcile that that fact since since that happened. Of like, it's just guys watching. There's no science to any of this. It's crazy. Something as complex as Formula One. They're like, well. Well, let's just leave it up to like kind of what we feel, what we see, you know. So yeah, it's the shortest track too. There's the least amount of square footage to watch, you know. And they're still missing stuff like that. There was some people posting blurry images where it looks like Max was possibly over the line on his Q3 run that got him pulled. Like I don't know who who knows. And that's the no thing. Knows. Just, yeah. Who knows? And that's that's just kind of a joke. So I'd like to see like uh, I saw somebody reference like it you know, make it like operation, you know, that like the, somebody gets zapped. If you go, if your car goes outside the lines, you know? that's what we need is to zap our drivers as they're drop, zap the no, drivers. No, maybe just zap the, the stewards. Zap the I like stewards. To, I like to zap the drivers better. 
that, so like that a maybe, maybe a risk. Moats are fine, but not no zapping. That's that just yeah. Let's, little... get, let's let's put electric buzzers on them, and then water they can fall into. That will not go wrong at all. No, definitely not. Maybe yeah, an electric shot collar and moats surrounding the tracks, and I'll we'll Perfect. see how many track limits violations we get next year at Austria if you put us in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, moving on down the line, I guess other just midfield, you know, back marker teams that I thought deserved to be talked about. Hass. Yeah, was the only other one that that I yeah, that's the only other one that I felt like I needed to talk about. Uh, Double double points again for Hass. Is that right? Magnuson finished eighth. Yeah, and uh, Mick Schumacher best uh, best career finish uh, up in sixth. Mick Schumacher battling Hamilton in the sprint. Mick Schumacher has tasted blood, and he has now developed a taste, and he likes it. And he, we are entering. I know we said we all the memes are showing up now, but Mick Schumacher villain era is great. I'm here for it. I want him to have a ton of success. Um, yeah, Hossman, double points. And like K-Mag's up to like 22 points on the season. He's ahead of Gasly. Yeah. He's ahead of, he's ahead of Ricardo. He's ahead of a lot of it's like, whoa, okay. No. Again, this dude wasn't even gonna be in Formula One, and he is ahead. He got Just, a call a week before the first race. These are the drivers that Kevin Magnuson at 20, 22 points has more points than. Daniel Ricardo, Pierre Gasly, Sebastian Vettel. That's that's kind of the end of the interesting names. Then you get, of course, you know, but we're going to keep good. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Schumacher, Mick, Zhao, Alvin, Stroll, Latifi, and, of course, you can forget Nico Hulkenberg. But, yeah. I mean, Nikki, yeah. shout, out to, shout out to K-Mag. What he's doing is pretty, it's very impressive and good for him and Mick. No, very, very good for both of them. Good for, good for Gunter Steiner, you know, good for, good for the lot. Good for Gene. Good for Gene Haas. Like good for everyone. And I hope that the Mazepins somewhere are just fuming, you know, if they can take a break from funding, you know, the invasion of Ukraine. Nikita is essentially saying that look at the success Magnus has had. I'm a better driver than Magnuson is. If he's got 22 points, I would be in third place. That's hundred percent. That's how his brain works. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, obviously, we're not condoning. We're not saying that there's any no, nugget of truth not. in that. That's, that's he would, certainly he would have no points. He would have been he would be still battling with Tifi back there for God knows what. I I can't disagree with you. Um, yeah. Hass after this week, I believe it was the only change in the constructor standings this week. Hass jumps Alpha Tauri dramatically. They now have 34 points. They're up into seventh place. Alpha Tauri sitting back there with 27 after uh, no points from Gasly and Yuki again. Don't want to spend too much time on Tauri uh, right now, at least. Wink, wink. Um, but that another another disastrous race. Again, I thought Gasly's penalty at the same the same spot where George Russell's happened. Gasly's was totally fine. Vettel gave him all the room in the world. Gasly just didn't do it. I honestly couldn't tell you a single thing about Yuki Sonoda's race. I have no good. idea what happened to that man. I have no idea. I, I in all my all my notes that I take, I, I I didn't write a single thing about Yuki Sonoda. He just he finished 16th out of 17 guys who finished the race, and I have no idea how it happened. I I, I don't know. I don't know if there was a crash. I don't know if there was strategy. I don't know what 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 happened. If he went off and put on the later hosen from last year and just danced yeah. around for a while, we, we don't know. who's to say? Because because I certainly did not see him. But uh, yeah, Hass. Hass are kind of turning into what I thought Alpha Tauri might be this year. Um, 
which is just a strange, strange comp. But uh, but that's all I got. Um, Alfa Romeo, meh, meh week. Um, not Bottas had to start from uh, from the pit lane. Uh, Joe, okay week. Um, Bottas almost made it up into the points. Williams, were Williams. Um, decent drive from Albon. I uh, wanted to note that Nicholas Latifi uh, did did more or less look like the Nick- Nicholas Latifi again. So last week yeah, did not no, spark he- something in him. He quickly reverted who to who we think we thought he we think he is. So you know what, Nicholas Davy, we enjoyed you. Um, in, enjoyed you having a somewhat success of you know what, close to points. Uh Love yeah. It. Where where do you, where do you finish? It was uh twelfth place. Yeah yeah. So hey, you know what? We'll always have Silverstone, Nikki. He'll always have yeah. He'll always have Silverstone. So no, that they, they had a pretty frail race as well. And the last team for us to mention, Aston Martin, just continue to be an absolute donkey of a car. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about him. It, 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 I mean, it's it's getting pathetic. Vettel finished dead last, not entirely his fault. Stroll finished 13th. They are in ninth place. They are They're 15 so points ahead of Williams, but They're nine so points behind AlphaTauri. They are closer to Williams behind them than they are to Haas in front of them. Jesus. I just I just did that math in my head right now. It checks out, though. 16 points behind Haas, 15 ahead of Williams. I'm just going to show you how just horrendous their car is. Their car is so bad. I mean, Vettel had a comment earlier this week. where he, Was it Vettel? Yeah, that was like, I don't – like, if – it takes the fun out of it. Like if I don't, if yeah. I like, I want to be fighting for points, but I really want to be fighting for wins. And if I can't do any of this, then it kind of takes yeah. the fun out of the sport for me. They're yeah, breaking the spirit of Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's very hard to do. Right. He's the nicest guy. The man cleans up trash after the, 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 you know, fans in the, in the crowd after the races, he bikes around all day and you've broken this man to the point where he doesn't want to be here anymore. That's what it, that's, that's what it's taken um, to, to basically break Sebastian Vettel. But Aston Martin, no, no task is too small for, uh, for the Stroll boys. So just, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I hope that they figure it out for Vettel's sake because I'd like to see him stick around. But it has just been an absolute disaster. And I, I obviously none of us really see a, a, a way yeah. out of it from right now. You ready to get no, some, some no, Rockstar no. Wanker yeah. talk or no? What, 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 what are you after? Yeah, I'll see Rockstar Wanker. Uh, what's going to happen is Vettel is just going to leave the team. 100%. He needs to. Like retire or or just leave? Just leave. Just get on the <laughs> – just, just pull a he – needs, he needs to just pull a um, – Pull a grunk. Was it was it Vontae? Was retire it Vontae? but come back with someone else? I want to say it was Vontae Davis for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it the Bills half-time? or the – yeah, yeah, The Colts. I can't remember who he's on. Yeah, yeah. It was the Colts. He just retired yeah. at halftime. Yeah, yeah. He just retired at – for those of you that don't know, there was a guy in the NFL who played corner for one of the teams. Either the Colts or the Bills. He had a performance bonus where if he got a certain amount of games played, he hit his, his bonus check – and I guess if you play a first half, it counts as a game. So he played the first half and then at a halftime said, you know what, guys? I'm called quits. I'm retired. No, there was like an actual quote from teammates of like what he said. It was more or less just like, all right, guys, like I'm out. I'm done. 
I wish I wish I known we were gonna bring this up. I could have pulled the exact quote, but yeah, it was something along those lines. Just like that's, ah, yeah, yeah. that's what Vettel needs to do. Once he gets his, his once the check clears in the Sebastian Vettel bank account, he needs to be like, all right, guys, <laughs> I can't drive this tractor week in and week out anymore. I've got to get off this team. We send uh, we send Daniel Ricardo to Alfa Romeo. You know, Vettel goes to McLaren, you know, Bottas or Joe goes somewhere. I don't know. Silly season is already upon us, and I'm, I, Joe, I'm here for it. Joe going to Aston Martin. Bottas, Ricardo would be such a fun team. And then Vettel Nobody, goes to No one's going to do that, though. No one's going no. no to have two 30-something-year-old drivers. Why not? Who says no? Besides the teams. Them. The, the teams. <laughs> That's who. That's who says no. Obviously, we'd love. We'd like we, it here. We but. are. We are literally the source. We are saying no. Okay, let's just rock our. <laughs> we are the source. All right, rockstar wanker. Um, I do have. Uh, I do have some answers from Johnny. Um, I'll, I'll let you, uh, let you go first on uh, rockstar while I pull up Johnny's uh, Johnny's answer here. Ooh, ooh. Unless uh, you're ill prepared. Charles Leclerc. He's not a rockstar. He won the race. He had a great. He had a great drive. I didn't think he was going to get for Stappen. I was extremely impressed that he won. Um, someone's going to be a little, I can be a little too critical of Chuck. So uh, let's give it to Charles Leclerc, Rockstar of the Week. I like it. I like it. Um, also, uh, fun fun stat that I did not get to earlier. First, first time he's won a race, obviously, since Australia, which was the third race of the year. He could have won five in between. After his race win in Australia, he was he led the Drivers' Championship. In second place was George Russell, 24 points behind him, Heck um, yeah. which just shows how long it's been since Leclerc has been on the top step of that podium. It has Unfortunately, been. Johnny also picked Charles Leclerc. He can't, you know, he's not here to pick someone different, so we're just going to have to roll with it. Uh, he picked Charles Leclerc uh, and did not give any context. He gave some context for his wanker, but he just said rock star Leclerc. Um, so I think that that's pretty much it. We're glad to see him back on the top step. I think he might have like had an aneurysm and just lost his mind. If some, if, if that, uh, his throttle pedal issue had cost him that race, um, you know, where I, it was, I'm it was not so sure not coming all the way up. Yeah. I think that was embellished a little bit. I think, I don't think that was as bad as he was making it sound. Mm. Then against Ferrari. Well, so. but, but if you're Charles Leclerc and you just watch your teammates car blow up, and you haven't won a race in two months through no fault of your own, and all of a sudden your throttle pedal and, and then you want, to, it wouldn't let him downshift maybe, because if you're on the gas, then, you can't downshift. Well, let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Skip. Um, and then you try to get Max Verstappen to have a little too much, little extra. Oh, we're having some problems. Let me overgun a little bit too much. He kind of cooks it. He spins out. He hits the wall. I don't know. No, I, I think it was all genuine panic. I don't know, man. I don't if know. You, I, if, I, I if think you were Charles Leclerc, you would have you'd be freaking out that you were about to lose another one. I don't know. I think Leclerc, if I only he really knows what was happening in that car, and if he was like, you know, I can kind of get away with something here. I think it's worth a shot. Now, if that was I, if, I that, if that was the radio telling that, oh yeah, I'd be freaking out. 
but well, well no, but I, they came back and told him like, yeah, well, the actually, throttle pedal's not I'm getting not, back to I zero. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be freaking out because again, and this is probably factors as well. I love when Ferrari has problems, so I was laughing the whole time we were having. He was having this. I was like, oh my god, his car is going to die with like the finish line in sight. And we're that's why. I, that's why I was saying, you know, it's, it was legit panic because he's like, not again. Like, you got to be kidding me. We had a one-two. Ah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I, I want to believe it wasn't panic. Part of me also thinks that maybe there could be some issues where he's just like, well, let me, let me try to uh, get Verstappen overcook it here. He always had the pace. I don't think it was ever in doubt if his car was functioning properly, whether he was going to win that race or not. I don't think there was a they, they didn't need they didn't need to use any of their shenanigans this week. I think I think they had it. And I think that. If you're a driver and you're going into a corner and you're thro- and you're worried that your throttle pedal might be stuck down, I think that's a pretty panicky moment, especially if you're the guy who drives for Ferrari, because you know that 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 does seem like the the team that that would happen to, and it would have been just the worst of all the ones. My rock star, uh, I gave it to Haas last week. I almost went back to back Haas because they they honestly deserve it just as much this week. Mick, great job again. Magnuson, great job again. Great job from the team. But I'm going to give it to the Alpine drivers. Not okay. Alpine the team, because again, Fernando Alonso's car would not start on the starting grid before the sprint race. They have screwed this man out of so many points this year, it's not even funny. But the Alpine drivers are absolutely crushing it. Esteban Ocon qualifying sixth, all you can ask for him. And then with the DNFs in front of him, finishes fifth. Alonso deals with the crap, goes 19th to 10th. Those guys have been – it wasn't just one week. This is a sum of the driving that they've been doing for a while. Rock stars of the week, both Alpine drivers. Not the team, not the reliability. Not the, the drivers team, themselves. but the drivers. But the drivers of, of, of Alpine. Uh, would you like – you want me to lead off with, with Johnny's wanker? No, I'm going to take mine as well just in case Johnny steals my thunder. Uh, my, <laughs> wanker, my wanker of the week, and I feel kind of – I feel I feel bad saying this, but this is my wanker of the week. Is the marshal who, yes, who was holding a fire extinguisher <laughs> saw Sainz's car on fire and said, "Man, that looks that looks like a bad situation. <laughs> Somebody better take care of that," and then put it down and walked away. Somebody will grab this fire extinguisher. Someone will do something with it. Look, there's a million reasons why that could have happened. They might have they might have been told that it wasn't uh, that it was just smoke and there was no fire, and he had, he didn't have his equipment on. We don't unfortunately, know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, for in a lot of cases and in a lot of professions, perception is reality. I'm not yep. saying it is, but this was one of those times where it was like, my guy, you've got a fire extinguisher. There's a fire. I'm not sure the 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 red tape you got to cut through. We can just streamline this process. I saw somebody say like you know oh maybe he had to go and get the the, the little stopper to keep the car from stop rolling down. It's like you just summed it up, Ian. There's a fire and you're holding a fire extinguisher. What? Yeah, who's gonna be mad that you didn't follow protocol if no. if you just just simply run up there and put the fire out? That was one of the three things I had written down, which is fire extinguisher guy, question mark. Like, we had to get into it. Again, I just wanted to give a quick preface of like, look, we don't know all the details. We don't no, know all the details. He might be completely innocent. You know you know, these maybe. guys are volunteers. It's fine. Yeah. But also, he, it's hilarious. And he wasn't ex- – maybe he just was like, man, I wanted to do this because I wanted to watch the Formula 1 race up close. And then all of a sudden, I realized that I'm not cut out for this. And he panicked. 
And thank God we don't know his name. No one knows who he is, which is actually good in this situation. Um, because, yeah, that would have been really bad had Carlos Sainz's car like started to catch fire a lot yeah. quicker or had he not been able to get out as easy because that was very – that could have been really problematic. It was pretty close It was like being a dangerous situation. I didn't realize like, it when I watched like, it live. Like I said, watching it live, it was like for me anyway, who, again, as like I love to say, loves and Ferrari has problems. So it was like it was like really funny. And then I was like, okay, he needs to get out of that car. Like This, this is kind of getting a dangerous situation. And then he got out of the car and it was fine and it became funny again. So that was, that yeah. was kind of my advice for it. Well, they, they were like, you know, oh, like it's smoking. And I was like, oh, my God, I was going through my whole like Ferrari like fan, like just, you know, 12 stages of grief. And then and then they were like, oh, and it seems like there's a fire. It's, it's caught fire. But it was just like in the back. It didn't look like anything. So I like looked away because I was going to like tweet something about how Carlos Sainz's engine had just blown up as he was about to get into second place. And while I was doing that, the car, like basically most of the monocoque got like engulfed in flames and. Science thankfully made it out, but yeah, it, it's, it's somebody posted like a video of like all the way, you know, in their 4K broadcast zoomed all the way in just on that guy <laughs> running and just putting uh, the fire extinguisher down and then running away where like, again, we don't know what his job, maybe, maybe that's not even his job. We don't exactly. know. But maybe the could fire, not write something funnier than that. Maybe the fire extinguisher was empty and he realized it and he got to take care of it. We again, we really don't know. But man, it's just it's yeah, just maybe a, somebody else screwed up and gave him the wrong fire extinguisher. There's there's uh, electrical fire extinguishers. There's ones for other types just, of fires. I don't know. I'm not a firefighter. Optically, that looks so bad. It looks so exactly. Bad. It's you. Anyone can watch that video and say that that's objectively hilarious. Again. We don't know. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a great dude. Did nothing wrong, but but that's that's a hilarious wanker. And to the point where I I'm defending him technically, I guess. But he was on my list as well because I just yeah. found that so funny. Johnny's wanker. He gave a little bit of a an answer for this one. Was the wanker of the week is me? Me me being Johnny, not not, not me. I'm a wanker forever doubting Mick Schumacher's talent and lumping him in with the Mazepin stroll Latifi as daddy's boys which I think we can all identify with because for good reason, it was justified. I'll take nothing back. But earlier in the year, we multiple weeks in a row, we were, oh, we yeah. were questioning. We said it's time for him to you know put up or shut up in F1 because it's getting bad and, and it's hard to defend him. And he, he's stepped up two weeks in a row now. No, he has. And it's very um, – I'm, I'm happy for Schumacher because I knew he had talent and I knew he's not – Latifi, I knew he's not stroll. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very Johnny picking himself as wanker of the week. Um, so humble that Johnny goes. So humble, yeah, so humble. If there's only, I, I'm the most humble. Let me tell you about how humble I am. I'm the most humble man ever. So Ian, Ian knows humble, and and that is that's high, high praise. We know humble, Young Chef Pod. My wanker of the week, I I again I I almost had Hass back-to-back uh, rock stars, but you decided against it. I am going to go back-to-back wankers. My wankers of this week are Alpha Tauri yet again. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. since you took the fire extinguisher guy yeah. and Johnny had something, you know, related to, to the mix stuff. I'm, I'm left with no choice when I, when I was like going through driver by driver and kind of like, you know, in my brain giving arbitrary ratings, like how they did, you know, I don't have a system for it. Just like, Oh, how'd they do? How'd they do? My two lowest ones were the two alphas. It was just, they just alpha towers. That is, yes. it, it was just, it was just terrible. It was just another terrible week. Gasly in 15th, Yuki in 16th, only 17 guys finished the race. 
And coming off last week, where they were wankers of the week, I just, I mean, I'm really losing faith. I had, I had so much faith in this team. And like you've said, they, they are a B team. You know, they're sealing and new, with I know, new regulations. That's, that's is limited, I think what's but, hard is that they technically are a B team. And I have to kind of remember that. But yeah, man, they're, they're making it hard right now because they, they're not like – they're probably they should be if Alpine's better than McLaren, they should be right below McLaren. Yeah, I agree. And and let's let's go last three races. Canada, Yuki crashed coming out of the pit lane Oy. with nobody near him. That's what I'm saying too. Silver, like it's the way it's happening is makes it way worse. Well, that's it. Is that like if they were just a slow car, we can forgive them for that. Yeah. But it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuki crashing in the pit lane. Silverstone last week, they crashed into each other. And then this week they finished fifteenth and sixteenth out of seventeen classified drivers. Like I was left with no choice. We're a, we're a Pierre Gasly positive pod. We, we love us some Yuki, you know. Put him back in later hose, and I'll, I'll love it. I'll love all the content. Hosen. But man, it is. It it's just it's it's getting hard to uh, to to still root for uh, for Alpha Tauri. Um, hopefully they can turn it around. I do have faith they they will turn it around. Um, but that's that's kind of all my notes on the. Um, 2022 Austrian Grand Prix. Um, unless unless you've got anything before we move on to France. No, I, I think um, we pretty much summed it up. Like I said, I went into that race. Like the race was very low expectations, and I was pleasantly surprised what happened. It was a very pleasantly surprising race. Uh, we'll get to this is uh, my my new segment where I say um, uh, random stats that I forgot to get in um, during the rest of the podcast. Uh, my only one this week: Mercedes uh, seven podiums through eleven races. Um, just as far as a note on how reliable they've been and how well they've been poised to just pick up the scraps. Seven podiums in 11 races. They've been nowhere near the pace of those other cars for the majority of the Absolutely. season. thought that was really impressive. Moving on to the circuit protocol. I can't do a French accent, so I just did British. That's absolutely fine by yeah, me. That makes sense. Uh, this is coming up in two weeks' time. I believe it's July 22nd through the 24th is the race weekend. Uh, history of the circuits one of the, one of the first uh, one of the oldest Grand Prix. Uh, first race was held in 1906 um, at obviously a different circuit, and uh, it was absent on the calendar from 2009 to 2017. We kind of talked about this last year, I remember. Yeah, because they were like in financial like disaster. Like it, it was, they were supposed to be in in 2009, but then uh, like apparently could not afford to even like run the event. Like France was down bad. The racetrack was down even worse and they were just bankrupt for, I guess a decade. And then the race came back in, uh, in 2017 or 2018. For those of you that are not um, economists or have a uh, strong personal finance background, being bankrupt for a decade, generally not good. Yeah, that's why we haven't seen a Greece Grand Prix, you know, in a while. You know, Ooh, I don't know if they've sorted that out, but we love our Greek listeners if we have any. We do love our Greek listeners. All, all two of you out there, we're, we're, we're big fans. Um, so, so yeah, off the calendar for for a decade, I would love to know more about this. I lo- I knew more about it last year, but I just we had too much to talk about. But yeah, essentially just bankrupt, and the Grand Prix went away for a decade. Um, last year, um, you know, it's not known as a very exciting circuit. Paul Ricard, um, it's actually known as quite a boring circuit. But last year, we got an absolute banger. I had to go and rewatch the race highlights. Max Verstappen, with 10 laps to go, was in third place and was 
like five seconds behind um, Lewis Hamilton and Bottas was in between them. And he passed Lewis Hamilton on the penultimate lap. So on the, on the, you know, not the, the last lap, but the lap before that, Max Verstappen finally got past, he got past Bottas with nine laps to go and then passed Lewis with one lap to go. We got a banger of a race in France last year. Somehow I've already forgotten it, you know, because it was, it was in France. Um, Max Verstappen won last year. So let's, let's go. Max Verstappen won last year. Lewis Hamilton won. Uh, it was, it was off because of COVID Lewis Hamilton won the year before that. The last, so the last three winners before that, Ian, uh, here's, here's the fun part. What year? They were, they were all pre 2009 because it was off from 2009 to 2017. So this is basically starting 2008, 2008 through 2006. There are three, it's three years back to back to back are the last three winners besides Max and Lewis at Paul Ricard. Is Fernando Alonso one of them? No, Fernando Alonso won in 2005. Just, just missed the list. What about? There's a, give me some guesses. Felipe Massa. Felipe Massa in 2008. Yeah. The last one before was, the circuit went away for a say, decade. Like, what me, a guess. Give me like a – I feel like it was kind of somebody out there, but I feel like he's kind of around that time where that could work. Um, Schumacher. So, yeah, last three. Max, Lewis, Felipe Massa, and then there's one in between, and then Michael Schumacher in 2006. Who won in 2007? 2007? He's not too far removed from F1. Oh, man, that's tough. That – that No. Nope. Think All right, what I said. Like, just exactly. because he's the, he's the one name that comes to mind, it's probably not right. Jensen Button. No, 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 no. You, you you took it too figuratively. I meant it literally. It is Kimmy the Iceman. Oh, Reichenin. okay, okay. He is the, the race winner in 2007. So we got Max and Lewis, um, the only ones to win at Paul Ricard. And then starting 2008, going back, Felipe Massa, Kimmy Raikkonen, Michael Schumacher, and then Fernando Alonso. I I always love a stat where Michael Schumacher has won this race more recently than Fernando Alonso has won this race, and they both. That's won. really surprising. That is awesome, right? That's, I love this game every week. Yeah, no, it's one of my it's, it's it's one of my favorite games because I we we full disclosure we are not cheating at all. Um, just going no. When you got Fern- or Felipe Massa, Felipe I was, Massa, I yeah. Like that was like it's one of those names where you're kind of like, oh yeah, like early aughts or mid mid to late aughts. Like yeah, probably for the bosses. I can't wait for Rubens Barrichello to make. Well, his Rubens Barrichello's let's when it gets to like between 2000 2003, then it's like all right, Rubens Barrichello is probably in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, that's bizarre. Like, you would think that Alonso won this race. Maybe we're due for uh, Alpine on the hunt, and our friend Alonso comes in there and swoops it up. Seventeen years later, the man comes back and wins it. It's just that's why it, it had to have been. And I, I didn't research this much. It had to have been one of uh, Michael Schumacher's last last race wins, two thousand six, right? Like, yeah, because that would have been that would have been was that? Eh, now I'm, I'm confusing myself in my head. But anyway, yeah. Interesting, interesting, fun game, fun stats. Uh, Circuit Paul Ricard, French Grand Prix, 1906. Felipe Massa. Um, any any predictions? We've got two weeks. We're probably gonna we're probably gonna end up doing a, a mid season recap episode next week. So just you know, one one quick sentence. Anything you're feeling feeling feisty about? Since it's kind of usually a slower or more boring track, we're gonna take the two fastest drivers. Um, and I, well, I'm gonna go with 
a Red Bull 1-2 and really cement themselves going ahead of Ferrari going forward. I would uh, I would not be not be surprised at that. Um, it, it seems like it could be a circuit where the Mercedes is back in the mix. I say that hopefully. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's got I mean, I don't know. It's got it's got mm, some of the, the, the corners are completely different from Silverstone, but it's got a lot of those long straights. So I'm hoping that Mercedes is going to be uh, going to be firmly back in the mix. Um, but but we'll like I said probably be back um, sometime next week for a quick little uh, midseason recap and uh, I've still got the the page dog-eared in my notebook of all of our uh, preseason predictions so we'll, we'll have a fun time just seeing just just how wrong we've been about well, absolutely everything. It's a it's not a uh, it's not a sprint race this season it's a marathon so what could be right what could be wrong halfway through could be right at the end of the year who knows. True words never spoken. We'll catch you guys next week.